Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The Joe Pags Show. To talk to Joe, call 888-941-PAGS. And now, it's Joe Pags. Hi, great to have you. Thanks. I appreciate you stopping by. Hopefully you were listening last hour as well. If this is your first hour, make sure you're listening throughout the program. We had Lauren Boebert, U.S. Representative, great state of Colorado, come on. We had Chip Roy, U.S. Representative, great state of Texas, come on. Because the House of Representatives did not impeach Mayorkas. It was a 215 to 215 vote. This is where it gets a little bit complicated. By the way, Karlocki, Polo, Sam, let's go. I want to explain this because um, originally the vote was 215 to 215. And that seemed interesting to me because that doesn't equal 435. That equals 430. So there were five that weren't accounted for. You got Steve Scalise is off getting cancer treatment. We know that the district that George Santos represented in New York is not covered right now. So um, 215 to 215, but you can bet those two seats, at least Scalise would have definitely been an impeach vote. And then I, we don't know who you're going to get out of New York. We hope that it's going to be a Republican. I hope anyway, going to be conservative. Santos was a Republican, but he was launched from the House of Representatives for ethics, ethics issues, whatever. He wasn't convicted of anything, but they got rid of him anyway. And the vote will be different if they do it again. But it went from 215 to 215 to 216 to 214. Against. So it was 216 no's and 214 yeses. And Carrie, I had no idea. Did you have any idea about this? I did not, no. Not until I saw a story about it. I mean, it, it turns out you've got a situation where the guy Moore from Utah, so those of you listening and watching in Utah, he didn't, he wasn't in a turncoat or something. I guess he had to, as a committee chair, switch his vote, which somehow triggers some mechanism in the House of Representatives that allows them to bring it up again. Now, that doesn't make any sense to me. If it's 215 to 215, I would think that would be the reason why you could do it again, because it's tied. But I guess there's some procedure, and Chip Roy explained this live on the air, that you needed to have a committee chairman flip the vote, so he says, don't drag more. He actually did that, which is a good thing, which will allow them to vote again. Okay, does that make any sense to you? Uh, Sort of. But I'm not really sure why um, definitely losing, definitely having a no vote allows you to vote again. Yeah, Whereas before it was weird. tied, you would figure, okay, let's do a tiebreaker. Right. I mean, it just it just it's feels crazy. better to me. I don't yeah. know. Maybe I'm missing something. Could be because it is third hour. I might be drunk. You never know. You know what I'm saying? I doubt that. You don't know. Could be. I, I do know. Yeah, you don't. No. And by the way, and with all this inner workings going on in the Republican Party, you got to love that Nancy Mace put out this video the other day that Kevin McCarthy is backing a rival for her and is primarying her in South Carolina. So now you got Kevin McCarthy, who's already gone on the apology tour about his own party because he got launched from the uh, from the speaker's seat. He's now going to be bringing some rhino or uniparty or war party Republicans against people who have ended up being America first. Nancy Mace 
is, in my belief, an America First candidate. She is already endorsing Trump, even though Trump primaried her uh, the last time around. So all this is very interesting. You know what I don't see, Carol? I don't see a whole lot of people on the left doing the same stuff. Mm, no, I don't say that either, actually. They're like, yeah, we're good. We're set. Yeah, they're fine. We're, we're all good. Not going not gonna, to not gonna shake anything up. So a simple question that is valid, I believe, is this one. How would today's vote have been different had the majority been in the Democrat, in the Democrat side? I think it still would have been 216, 214, and they would, have, they would have voted not to impeach him. Although, if the Democrats had the majority, they would not have brought it to the fore. So the whole thing is just screwed up. I posted a couple of videos over on YouTube, on Instagram, on Twitter, X. It's Joe Talk Show, J-O-E-T-A-L-K-S-H-O-W. That's my account. If you're not following yet, go and do so. On, um, on Clapper and TikTok, it's Joe Pags, J-O-E-P-A-G-S. Did not put it on Clapper yet. That's a more difficult process. So let's get into some more stuff that happened today. Joe Biden was asked about what's going on in the Middle East, was asking about if there's any pro- any progress between Israel and Hamas. And Kerry, it appears as though he forgets the name Hamas. Oh, Love you saw no. this. There is some movement, and I don't want to choose my words. There's some movement. There's been a response from the, uh, there's been a response from the opposition, but, um, yes, I'm sorry, from Hamas, but it seems to be, uh, I should stop there. Did some journalist show out the word Hamas? I guess that's what it sounds like. He says from the opposition, and here in the background, Hamas. Right, right, yes, right, yes, Hamas. He forgot the name. The guy forgot the name. Now, if you go, hey, Kareen, Joe Biden, the president, could not remember the name of Hamas the other day as he was mumbling, at the, I'm not going to go there. No rabbit holes here. Here, is that a rabbit hole when you just want to know if he's, if he's okay cognitive? No, I think it's a fair question. Deserves an answer. I think we should play that one again because what I know... From this, at least, because, okay, we call, we all forget a word. We all forget a name. But the vim and vigor and energy that I'm just seeing and hearing out of this guy, that should be noted. There is some movement, and I don't want to, I don't want to, well, maybe choose my words. There's some movement. There's been a response from the, uh, there's been a response from the opposition, but, um, it, it, yes, I'm sorry, from Hamas, but it seems to be uh, a little over the top. We're not sure where it is. There's a continuing negotiation right now. There you go. The reporter actually helping the leader of the free world to remember the name of the bad guys in the Middle East. I mean, I don't, I don't know, I don't know what we're doing here. I don't know. Now, you've got a story about Joe Biden who's not going to be doing the interview at the Super mm-hmm. Bowl. I don't think he did last year either. He did not. But, okay, so what, what are we hearing on this? From Fox News, a Bloomberg senior reporter recently wondered if President Biden is skipping the traditional network news Super Bowl interview this coming Sunday because he, quote, can't handle it. During a segment on CNN this morning, Tuesday, Bloomberg senior Washington correspondent Selena Mosin claimed it is telling Biden is skipping the annual presidential Super Bowl interview ahead of the big game, something she said he's expected to do. Mosin wondered if it's because Biden or his handlers are worried about the president not being able to answer questions or fumbling his response during a live interview in front of one of 
the largest TV audience as possible. Presidents have given pre-taped interviews with the networks broadcasting the NFL championship game for years now. This year, the game is being broadcast by CBS. The practice became consistent starting during President Obama's first term, though former President Trump skipped an NBC interview in 2018. A 2024 will be the second Super Bowl interview in a row that Biden has declined. The conversation started with network anchors in motion predicting whether there would be presidential debates ahead of November's general election. Co-anchor Phil Mattingly said, I think I'm in the minority on our team and that I'm convinced there will be debates. I don't see any way there is not. Am I wrong? I most suggested Mattingly alter his expectations, replying, look, since 2016, everything we were convinced of, we need to throw out. Maybe it'll happen. It'll happen for different reasons than it used to. She continued noting she found it interesting that Biden said no to the traditional 60 Minutes interview before the Super Bowl. And to me, him saying no to something that he's expected to do a serious interview, he can really get his message out to an audience. Just sitting, waiting for him, waiting for his message is telling, Mosin said, asking, is it because he can't handle it? What network was that? This was on, uh, was it CBS? It sounded like you said something other than Fox or Newsmax. I mean, it sounded well, like a mainstream media. Fo- this is from Fox News. Oh, Bloomberg. The story is but Bloomberg. From Bloomberg. And during a segment on CNN, this Bloomberg yeah. correspondent was the one asking these questions. What, what the hell is CNN trying to do? Get real about news again? That was weird. What? Crazy. They had a person on CNN who said who actually dragged Joe Biden a little bit or told the truth about him. That's weird. <laughs> That's actually very interesting. So, of course, Karine Jean-Pierre, your girl was asked about this at the press conference today. Anything specifically on why you're not doing the Super Bowl interview? I mean, that's a massive audience in an election year of people who may not be tuned into the White House for this election at this moment. So look, as you know, Super Bowl is a great annual tradition. Uh, and uh, look, the president certainly, President Biden... As you know. What? I didn't know that. The Super, what? The Super Bowl is a great huh. annual national tradition. I look forward to uh, uh, to watching the game this Sunday, just like millions of, as you just stated, just like millions of Americans are going are going to be doing that. Turns out it's a yearly tradition, and he's going <laughs> to watch the game like millions of Americans. You just said millions of Americans will be watching it. She's breaking news here. I had no idea about this crap. Did you know about this? I did not. This is the first. This is an annual is tradition, and millions are going to watch it. Here, Here's what she does, because she tends to... She'll start answering the question and right. thinking, maybe she's thinking I'm answering the question just by going, okay, so look. And then kind of regurgitating facts that we already Everybody know. Knows. <laughs> Everybody knows. Everybody knows it. Like, uh, she's like, well, I, f- I filled up watching? some space. So I filled up the space. It's an annual tradition. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, yeah. Maybe, but well, yeah. Well, wait, there's more. Uh, and look, you know, we hope that the viewers uh, who tuned in, uh, you know, we know that the viewers who tuned in, they comfortably tune in to watch the game. Right? Oh, it turns out they tune in to watch the what? game. And she, she's saying it in past tense. We know that the viewers who I... tuned in, they tuned in to watch the game. So this is why the president will not be giving an interview? Yes. During the Super Bowl. Because the people because tuned in to watch the game. the game. Well, listen, it's an annual tradition. Yeah, well, they could be watching the president as well. She's not done yet. And so, uh, obviously, uh, you know, that is uh, um, that is just a fact. They want to see the game. They... It's a fact. They want to see the game. It's a fact. They want to <sighs> see the game. 
Eyelids going crazy on this one. To see their favorite team, they want to see a halftime show. Uh, that is what the super is that type of tradition. The president will find many other ways to communicate with Americans. Uh, <laughs> the millions of Americans out there, and we will uh, find those ways to do it uh, where we think the time is right. Big news from KJP. It's an <sighs> annual tradition. Millions of people will watch. People tune in to see the game, and they tune in to see the halftime show, and they really, really like it. <laughs> what? Oh, uh, man. <laughs> and she probably walks away going, yeah, I answered that, and I nailed, nailed it. it. I nailed it. Yeah. Mm. I, you, you, she you told just me nothing wonder, in that. I nothing. learned nothing. Out no, of that that's answer. not true. It turns out it's, uh, it happens once a year. Yeah, I Millions knew that. watch it. Knew that. People tune in for the game. Yes, and they watch the halftime show. Yeah, I knew that too. Yeah. And although it's this Sunday, they've already tuned in. I did not know that. That was new. It, tur- it turns out it's past tense. <sighs> the whole game thing. 888-941-PACS. I don't know what you're going to say about this, uh, those calling in. I mean, I don't know what you say about it, to be honest with you. I don't know what you do with this. Biden doesn't know who who Hamas is. And then um, KJP has reported there won't be, and again, because you you even said this in your report. It's pre-taped. Yeah. Carrie, this is not a live interview. I know. But they're going to find a better time to get their message out. What better time is there? What? I mean, you're talking about one of the biggest audiences before the presidential election. I want to know how much money the guy, the guy or gal that trains them to speak like this. I want to know what kind of money there is in that. Because here's the thing. All right, KJP, you're going to walk out. They're probably going to ask about the Super Bowl. Here's what you do. Listen to what they said. Repeat what they said. Say some things everybody knows. And then feel good about answering the question. I can totally rock this position. She always uses this. How does she begin it? Okay, so? (sighs) Okay, so look. Usually that's that's how she does. Okay, Okay. that's pretty good. (sighs) So look. It's, It's damn good. So she does that little thing. And then she says, as you just said. And then she'll repeat something they said. Yeah, and because we've been I just clear. said it. I know it. Yeah. She'll say what she's clear on. Mm-hmm. Then she'll say what, like, her, I, you can almost see her brains. When her eyelashes are doing that thing, I can't even do it. When they're doing that thing, I think that's her brain actually going through the mechanisms and the, the calculations. Okay, say millions. Millions of people. Okay, what's next? Will, what's uh, next? What's uh, next? Uh, what's next? Uh, say, say, what say game. Say they want to watch the game. It's a game. <laughs> hold on, hold on. Oh, yeah, but he, yeah, but, and the president certainly is going to enjoy and watch the game. Oh, great. Uh, oh, crap. Uh, halftime show. Halftime shows are a real draw at these games. It turns out there's a <laughs> halftime show that people would like to see. And and this is, I mean, to me, I mean, that's just, I if, if I'm sitting there, I'm going to go drive a truck. I don't want to do the job anymore because that's not okay. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I'm being criticized that my uh, my eye fluttering is not good enough. I, I'm trying my best. I, don't, I can't do I it. I have seen I don't know the how eye flutter. It. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know how to do if it. It's a nervous I, I, I'm clueless. Can you know. do it? No, oh, it's got to go really fast. I don't think I fast. can. I, what are you I from, Nebraska? I what is that? I don't think I can. That's an eye flutter, <laughs> Sam. Eye flutter. Give me some eye flutter. Okay, I'll, I'll give it a try. Whoa! Oh, that's yeah. pretty good. Yeah. I have to. I have to imagine I'm being asked a ridiculously stupid question, even though none of the questions are actually stupid. <laughs> She just uh, always oh, acts like that. Exactly right. She acts like it's a ridiculous question. Polo, anything with the eye flutter? Nothing? What do you got? I got nothing. 
Come on, dude. Give us an eye flutter. Give Maybe us a little. Maybe code that she's trying to do. I don't know. <laughs> That's what it is. Help Please save me. me. That's what she's Help saying, right? Me. Help me. S-O-S. People, mean people are asking Help questions. Help me. I, I think that, I mean, I think Sam's right. I think that half of it is, I can't believe you asked me such a dumb question. Like, why isn't the leader of the free world going to take advantage of it? millions and millions of people in the audience to do a uh, taped interview? If that's Again, the case, you, what an entitled attitude to take if you're a white if you're <laughs> if you're supposed to be working with the press and answering their questions on a daily basis. Well, listen to her answer like, to, uh, to, to what what's a stupid question. I'm not going down that rabbit hole. I'm not going down that rabbit hole. Shut up. It's just you know what I mean. Just answer the, it's literally yeah. your job to answer yeah, the question. Eight 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 nine four one Pags. Eight 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 nine four one seven two four seven. JoePags dot com. Definitely want to hear from you. We're gonna have um, at the bottom of the hour Drew Allen. He is a, an author. He's a blogger. He's a guy got a podcast. Got a brand new book out that he says you've got to read because it, it basically there's a choice this November. And it's not just this guy or that guy. It's even deeper than that. Meantime, got to tell you about uh, Superbeat. Superbeats are awesome. Super Beats are great if you really do take care of your health. If you want to live as long as you can with as much energy and, and verve and vim and vigor that we talk about all the time, why not check into Super Beats Heart Shoes? February's heart is Heart Health Month. I didn't even know that. It's right here in the U.S. More than half the population would still benefit from blood pressure support that's provided from Super Beats Heart Shoes. In fact, paired to the healthy lifestyle, the antioxidants in Super Beats are clinically shown to be nearly two times more effective at promoting normal blood pressure than a healthy lifestyle alone. Again, February is Heart Health Month. I, I did not know that. Either way, any month is a good month to check out Super Beats Heart Shoes. They're effective and clinically studied. Great ingredients. Support your heart health right now with Super Beats Heart Shoes. Get a free month's supply of Super Beats Heart Shoes on all bundles and a free full-size bag of turmeric chews valued at $25 with your order by going to JoeLovesBeats.com. JoeLovesBeats.com. Get this exclusive offer only at JoeLovesBeats.com. Make it happen right now, and we're back after this. Stay here. Joe Pags. Thanks if you're missing the in-between commercial break inside baseball. That's on you. For some reason, we're talking about P.J. Hooker and, and Spin City. Have you ever watched that Spin City with uh, Michael J. Fox I back did. in the day? I did. I like that show. Well, Polo brought it up because he was right. He said that's basically the job is to spin, and that that's what yeah. Michael J. Fox was doing. Yes. I'm thinking about family ties. He's like, remember, back in the day. I'm like, no, I don't remember that. What are you talking about? And it turns out he's talking about Spin City. And then we got it to Heather Locklear was in that, but she was also in T.J. Hooker first. And oh, it, wow. it was a whole thing. You, guys went you missed the whole conversation. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry I missed it. Yeah, we were there. But he's right. You, you remember that show, right, where it was sort of his job as the in the mayor's office to spin like crazy. It is the job, yes. But don't you have to answer Is that where we got, is that where we got the term spin? Um, I don't I wonder if the know. spin was no, around was probably, before It was probably before that, I would imagine. I bet you it's been around for a while longer. It is the job to spin, but I think you make a great point. The The first job is give at least a semblance of an answer. Please, yes. And, of course, spin it towards the guy you're working for, but come on. Yeah, and that is part of the job. I get that. But you, you got to give me something. Don't, like I said, give me back what I already know. Look, if you were from Mars and you just landed here, you knew nothing about the Super Bowl, you learned a lot from what she said. I, yes, you would have. The big game, if annual tradition, millions of people space, watch. 
Yes. People watch to watch the game. They also watch to watch the halftime show. Yes. With the space sailings are like, damn, that's a lot of good information. Yes, that's great for them. Not so good for you us. Want, watch this. Watch this. Are you ready? Yes. You want good information? Drew Allen's coming up next. Ah, big interview here on the Joe Pag Show. Stay here. You're listening to Joe Pags. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. <laughs> Thanks a lot for stopping by. Glad to have this man on. He's an author. He's a political analyst. His name is Drew Allen. You may or may not have heard of him. We're going to make sure that you know who he is after this. Drew, how are you doing? Nice to meet I'm, you. I'm doing well. Good to be with you, Joe. You're, you're, uh, you're, you're making an impact, my friend. I'm trying my best. I, I hope that we're making an impact, and I hope that we're making an impact outside of the choir. And the reason I say that is there are so many people who agree with you and agree with me that right is right and wrong is wrong, but there are also so many who would never listen to you or, or listen to me, and that's a problem because they're not getting the straight scoop. you got this book out called America's Last Stand. Will you vote to save or destroy America in 2024? And it's pretty ominous, and I think we really do have an opportunity to either save it or lose the country. But let's go back to where, where I just started. They own Hollywood. They own big media. They own big tech. They own, they own academia. They own just about every big music, big sports. How exactly do we, do we make inroads where people aren't listening to voices like you and me who might be an alternative voice to them, but we're actually speaking the truth? How do we get them? Well, it's not a good answer for some people out there that just want to kind of lackadaisically sit at home and wait for someone else to save them. The reality is you've got to be the person in the vehicle that does that. All of us are influential in our communities. We have friends, family, obviously, that don't agree with us or that don't listen to you or me. And so it's actually incumbent upon us from now until November and after that, too, to 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 talk to these people. People don't want to talk about politics right now because it's uncomfortable. But, you know, as I try to explain to people in the book, what's so important is I don't think people understand the existential nature of the 2024 election. And, you know, I had kind of the foresight. I mean, I, I wrote this book and it was published at the end of October of last year. And my premise was it's going to be an election, a rematch between Trump and Biden or some other Democrat they replace him with. And so I understood, look, we have got to understand and get the facts straight and fight the propaganda and support Trump and make sure that he wins over Biden or whatever Democrat they replace him with at the last minute because we're going to lose the country. DrewAllen.substack.com is where you can go and read everything he writes. He's got this new book out called America's Last Stand. Uh, I appreciate everything that you just said. And what's interesting is people don't want to talk politics. And when you do, you're getting a lot of feelings and emotions from one side. And they'll ignore the fact that we're bringing on the other side. Is there a tactic that you can tell my audience right now that would work when Uncle Edgar comes over for, for lunch or dinner and talks about how Trump makes him feel bad or doesn't like to mean tweets and his personality bothers me and, you know, he's been married three times and he's got that hair. Um, can, can, you, can you get through that? Because that's the only winning combination the left has. You can't attack him on the issues because on the issues, he's exponentially better than Biden could ever be. 
Yeah, two things. Look, social media, uh, some spaces and spheres out there, it's fun to be kind of mean and, and kind of punch down and make a point and look good. We can't do that. I mean, I would say the first thing is it's kind of like I happen to be a Christian. I don't know how to do this except to make an analogy, Joe. You know, as yeah. a Christian, uh, you, you're united in the, in the sense that you're all Christians, right? We're Americans. So these people that disagree with us, they're still on the same ship. They're, we're all in the same boat. We succeed or fail together. Uh, and so you've got to look at these people as your American brothers and sisters. And I really Really do. It can be very hard. I understand that. So you've got to have a sense of compassion first. But secondarily, you know, if you're really firm in your faith as a Christian, for example, again, you know, in, in the analogy as an American, we've got to go out and actually this is our country. You know, uh, Benjamin Franklin said, you know, it's a republic if you can keep it. He was talking to the people, the Americans. It's not the politicians to keep it. It's us. And right. so we've got to go out and be disciples of Americanism, if you will. And that doesn't happen if we just sit here and wait for CNN or someone else to get the message out. It's not going to happen. So have a sense of compassion. Uh, look at other people as, as as American citizens first. Let's do that. And then have conviction about your support for Trump. Don't do this apology tour like people did in 2020 and before. Oh, I wish we had somebody. I mean, look, they're running, you know, Satan himself, basically. And Donald Trump is Mother Teresa compared to any Democrat who could possibly run, given what they're doing to the country. So let's just have conviction and let's be proud uh, of what we stand for. America's Last Stand is the name of the book. The subtitle is Will You Vote to Save or Destroy America in 2024? It's Drew Allen. You can uh, go find him on Substack as well. A interesting comparison. I'm also a Christian, but you understand that Christians in America today think it's okay to be pro-choice. You understand that Christians in America today think it's okay to have certain books in our school libraries. Um, they have been convinced, and I believe conditioned, and I I'd love to get your opinion on this, by the far left who has said, Kamala Harris two weeks ago, a week and a half ago said, you can be pro-choice and not have it challenge your 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 deeply held religious beliefs, which is, of course, bogus. <laughs> of course, you can't be pro-choice because the choices are kill it or keep it. And, and if you're okay with that, with, with half of that that uh, that denomination, then then you're already out. So they have convinced people that Joe Biden is Catholic. You're right; he really is the devil incarnate. He's the most racist president we've had in a hundred years. He's a horrible person through and through. The allegations against him over the years are nuts. And if you you want to find out about racism and Joe Biden. All you have to do is look into the early 90s when he joined up with the former Klansman, Strom Thurmond, to punish black people more than white people. Literally, if you're uh, in a neighborhood that dealt crack, you're going away for like twice as long as you would if you're in a neighborhood that had powder cocaine. Everything I just said is, is true. But again, Drew, my, my problem is Christians don't act like Christians anymore in many ways. Americans don't act like Americans first anymore in many ways. How do we sift through that? Because this division is deep. Yeah, look, this, this is a huge question because it's, we're going to have to devote our lifetimes to fixing this. Uh, it, it's the bastardization, the neutering of Christianity, the same thing with American history. I mean, the fact that you have a Democrat party that can stand there and talk about Emmett Till and use that as a cudgel to divide Americans and beat Republicans and accuse them of racism – Knowing all along that it was actually Democrats and Southern Democrats in particular that were responsible for the murder of Emmett Till. So right. it's kind of like if the Nazi party sat here today and was still alive and well and was beating the uh, the German citizens down about the Holocaust uh, as if their history as if they weren't responsible for it. So it's a crazy thing that's happening. But, you know, this is about accepting the false premise of the left. We've done this for too long. I mean, Christianity, they beat us with this. This is a Saul Alinsky Marxist tactic, right? They, you know, make the enemy live up uh, to their own rules. And so with Christianity, they, they, they actually lie about what Christianity is. So, oh, Jesus, he was immensely tolerant, He which means condone every. Jesus was not tolerant. He was not, not tolerant of sin. No. 
right. whatsoever. So he didn't sit there with a prostitute and say, hey, uh, yeah, you keep going, you know, as long as it's making you money. He said, go and sin no more. So this idea that we have to accept transgenderism or accept, you know, cutting off little Johnny's, you know what, when he's 12 years old, and that's love and compassion. That's not. So we, we really just have to be more courageous and we have to take back our country with confidence and not let the left continue to dictate to us what patriotism is when they don't have an ounce of patriotism in their bodies. Well, they don't. They, they would like to see our patriotism go away. They think America first is a really, really bad thing. They think a border is a really, really bad thing. It's Drew Allen. Go in and uh, check out his Substack, drewallen.substack.com. Get his book called America's Last Stand. Uh, let's talk about the news of the day. How, uh, there are people in this country who are really, really good people who really think that it's poor women and children that are coming across the border. They think that some sort of a solution, a bipartisan solution, is important. When you and I both know they can shut the border down today, we saw three years ago, it can be zero illegal aliens coming in. You have to do it the right way to come in. But they somehow have worked on the emotions and compassion of those who are sort of middle of the road. I think that we, generally speaking as a country, lean a little bit right. But those who are down the middle want to have compassion for both sides. So how do you get through to them and let them know Biden and, and this hierarchy doesn't really care about those who are coming here illegally. They care about what it means for power and control in central government. They care about what, what it means to keep people voting Democrat forever. How do we make them understand it's not a, a, a inhumane idea to have a border and have laws? Yeah, well, I mean, it's it's very difficult. I mean, uh, they're gaslighting us certainly. But look, if if what basically what we're looking at here is yes, there are ulterior motives to why the Democrats are doing this. It is replacement theory. They the, the conspiracy theory is the replacement theory is a conspiracy theory. It's about replacing Americans. Period. But you know, look. If you Joe, you know, you have a responsibility as a father uh, to take care of your family. You right. know, um, if your family is starving and homeless. And you're giving all of your resources to some, you know, stranger down the street and allowing your own family to die. Uh, that's not compassionate and that's not fixing the problem. Right. And also, we have to be pragmatic about this. I mean, look, you do not have a country if you don't have a border. You know, all of these countries that have been formed are because of invasions. I mean, you can look at the United States of America. Uh, the U.S. exists because, you know, in the early days, of course, we had ships coming across and we colonized it. And then we put up a border. This happens everywhere. But if you if you drop that and get rid of the border, you do not have a country anymore. You have nothing in common anymore. I mean, this is what's crazy. You go back and listen to the founding fathers, George Washington's farewell address about all of this. And, and he warns against everything the Democrats are doing now, says don't do it. And it's like they use that as a reverse engineering to destroy the country right and there are groups out there that are that well they were openly marxist who are now hiding pretending they're not i can use blm as an, as an example their original charter that they've now taken offline but i took a copy of it before they did literally literally said they want to disrupt the western nuclear family it literally talked about uh, holding up on high not not necessarily black people but lgbtqxyz people so the this is how you get to america from the nucleus and break it down around it normally takes a while for people to wake up i can use new york city as an example it was completely a disgusting place and finally the left had enough or those who voted left had enough and voted in rudy giuliani they voted in george pataki as the governor who cleaned it up who fixed it? Now, of course, you see it went back to the left, and they're going to have to go through this cycle again. Are we getting close to a breaking point, do you think, critical mass, where people are going to go, dude, I can't afford to buy groceries anymore. Dude, they're, they're indoctrinating my kids. Dude, they're cutting off the breasts of little girls. At some point, will America wake up and go, okay, I can't not be involved anymore. I better get involved. I think that we're close to that, but the problem is the means we have to kind of uh, – uh, uh 
utilize that and make that mass productive for the country is a Republican Party that seems devoted to losing or wants to lose so badly yes. these rhinos and everything else. So we have to have strong messaging. I, I just had an article out talking about, you know, Joe Biden is waging a war against reality. So, yes, the border is Joe Biden owns it and they're going to try and blame Republicans. You know, uh, they, they want to convince you that what you're experiencing isn't real. So you go to the grocery store, you pay your energy bills or whatever else, and you realize that, hey, I'm really struggling. I don't have much money. Inflation's killing me. And the Democrats want to say, no, no, you're doing fine. And you're supposed to believe that and vote for them. We have to be effective messengers right now. And we're all suffering because of this administration. And we have to get smarter. We all, you knew this, Joe, you've been doing this forever. What the Democrats and the rhinos were planning to do with this 11th hour border bill. It was about, it was, it's like the Inflation Reduction Act. It's another Marxist tactic. Create a problem and then present right. some solution, you know, that, that, that is in the works. And so this is like the Inflation Reduction Act. It's not a bot, it's not a border bill at all. It's a, it's a, it's a, a illegal invasion bill. Uh, and so they're going to lie and try this, try and hang this around the Republicans' necks. And, you know, Trump's right. You know, these people are, are stupid. I mean, uh, but it's, it's worse than that because you have obviously a lot of rhinos that right. it's not because they're stupid. It's because they're as bad as the Democrats. Because they want to be Democrats. They want to keep on going to the martini lunches. They do want to see a, a country where the central government controls everything we do. And, and, and we're on the way there. You know, it, it's interesting because it's not a border bill at all. It's not even a border invasion bill. It's a Ukraine finance bill. It is $118 billion, $60 billion of which goes to Ukraine. Now, I'm not really sure I understand, but you, I know where Ukraine is. I'm one of the few that can find it on a map. It isn't bordering us. It's nowhere near us. It's actually very, very far away. They get $60 billion, and we get to let 5,000 illegal aliens in every day before we decide to close the border. What's interesting about that bill as well is they admit they can close it if they want, but they want to let 5,000 a day in before they do. So at the, at the end of all of this, how do people wake up from this slumber? It, is it as simple as they know their economy sucks, and Corrine Jean-Pierre stands there and says, their economy is doing better, they just don't realize it? Is it that simple where people say, I'm sorry, did you just call me stupid? Because if you're calling me stupid, I'm not going to vote for you people anymore. Yeah, well, somebody has to point that out to them. Like, hey, did you listen to what she just said? She's calling you stupid because people are just used to that. Look. We are in an abusive relationship with our government right now. I mean, it hasn't yes. been this bad since 1776. I'm serious. I mean, this is this is where we're at in terms of treatment. And but but remember, these kind of gaslighting tactics are effective because you have all sorts of spouses or or boyfriends and girlfriends in abusive relationships and they choose to stay there because they, they try and shape your reality. They gaslight you. They, they 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 use fear tactics. And that's exactly what's going on now because our abusive spouse, which is Joe Biden, the Democrat Party, you know, Barack Obama, the people behind the scenes, well, they're actually up for re-election in November. And so now they're rushing to like the, the visit he's doing to East Palestine, Ohio. Right. I mean, it's a year too late. Why is he going? They've got an election year checklist, Joe, where it's like they're going to use this against me. So it doesn't right. matter that it's not true. I got to have the photo op so the Republicans can't say I didn't go to East Palestine. Oh, I care about blue collar workers. So we just have to be aware of this and really be informed ourselves and be the vessel that's going to actually translate what's going on uh, to our, our, our helpless neighbors and friends. It's uh, Drew Allen. He's an author, political analyst. Go to drewallen.substack.com or go get his brand new book. It's called America's Last Stand. Will you vote to save or destroy America in 2024? Drew, where, where do you think they got this tactic calling Trump a dictator and that he won't leave office if he should win again when we just had four years of Trump and he left office, although it was really questionable, and I can make a good argument how he didn't 
lose. But having said that, he still left office. He didn't stay there. He was never a dictator, lowered regulations, lowered taxes, made government smaller. How exactly is it that they're getting away with this idea they can call him Hitler or a dictator and he would never leave office uh, if he got power again? Where did that come from? Well, these people are completely desperate. And they're also amoral people. So they will resort to any law. There's no lie too great for these people. And so the the biggest fear in a quote-unquote democracy, of course, I remind people in the book, we're a constitutional republic, not a democracy. But anyway, right. uh, that said, you know, what's the greatest threat to that? It is a dictatorship. And it's, of course, what the founding fathers tried to prevent. So these people think that they're being clever by saying, oh, look, he's everything that we should fear in this country because he's the dictator. He's the threat. He's King George III. Meanwhile, they're gaslighting, they're projecting because it's exactly what they're guilty of. I mean, look, they've been saying that Trump was a threat to democracy since 2016. That is before he was even elected president. So these are just narratives. He's a racist. What they do is they promote these narratives and then they just create evidence, manufacture evidence, just like all of these court cases. They make an accusation that's unreasonable. It's ridiculous. And then they just create the evidence like Trump Russia collusion. I mean, that was actually a fabrication, if people don't recall, a coup attempt. And right. he wasn't guilty of Trump Russia collusion, but it didn't stop the Clinton campaign, the DNC from funding and paying for a dossier that just had salacious claims. So this, this is what we're up against. When people walk away from reading this book called America's Last Stand, what do you want them to take with them? And then quickly, if you don't mind, give me a little prediction. Do you feel good about about November or are you pretty apprehensive? Well, for, as far as the book goes, I think that people will uh, emerge awakened. They will feel invigorated and they'll, they'll, they'll accept their role as patriots. I call people in this book the patriots of 24, like the patriots of 1776. And so they will emerge with a mission and understand the actual stakes of 2024 and be motivated uh, to share that, you know, American gospel with other American citizens, hopefully, uh, to do everything in their power between now and November to save the country. And I'm not apprehensive. I mean, I'm very concerned, of course, about the illegal invasion that I think they're going to be using to uh, with motor voter registration and so on and right. so forth to vote. But I think that if people adopt a positive mentality and actually go on the attack, attack and stop apologizing for Trump and get behind him and understand that he is our vehicle to saving the country at present, at least for 2024, to give us a fighting chance, then we can't lose. The biggest threat to the republic is a bunch of weak-kneed, cowardly Republicans like the DeSantis influencers who are still out there saying i'll never vote for donald trump he's evil they're they're trying to scapegoat him no get behind trump support him because people are attracted to that kind of positive message no one's attracted to oh i don't really like trump either but i might right. vote for him it's ridiculous <laughs> that's true it uh drew allen go check out his Substack. drew allen does substack.com get his book america's last stand drew i appreciate meeting you great stuff let's do it again let's do it god bless you joe all right brother we're after we're back after this stay right here This is the Joe Pag Show. Great to have you. Polo saw this come across the wires. It turns out Ronald McDaniel, who is the um, the chair of the RNC, the Republican National Committee, is going to step down after after South Carolina. The news reports say that she's going to step down. She's already told Trump, and that's going to be after North Carolina. i got to tell you something. I thought she should have been gone after 2020, to be honest with you, because we did not do what we thought we were going to do on the conservative side then. I'm hoping that Harmie Dillon is the next RNC chair. That is Polo. That is Sam. That is Carrie. I'm Joe. I'll see you tomorrow. Have a great night. This is the Joe Pegg Show.
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.